Good morning, and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. He has four offices from Naples to Cape Coral and everywhere in between, which <laughs> right. in between is Benita yeah. and Fort Myers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naples, Benita Springs, Fort Myers, and Cape Coral. Yeah. Yes. Spring break time here. It's been busy on the roads, huh? Yeah. Have the girls been um, out for college break yet? Um, or your daughters? Or? You know, uh, my one daughter is meeting us next week in Park City for a, uh, a few days. Uh, she's got a little one week off from medical school. The other two are both immersed in academic activity. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> there we go, moving forward. <laughs> well, that's nice that you can get out to out west. I know that's a, a place that you love to go and visit. And Yeah, we haven't been out there much. You know, with COVID, we really just weren't traveling much. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. And uh, yeah, we have some family and friends out there. So it's uh, we're excited to go back to the mountains for a few days. Yeah. And, so and I know it, 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 this could change from day to day and hour to hour, but snow uh, this time of year? Or? Yeah, usually. Yeah, okay. yeah it's just spring skiing. So there's spring skiing. Uh, they have had Look pretty good base. So yeah, there'll be something we'll get to slide around a little bit well, yeah. i don't know what the conditions will be like exactly but those sh- should be enough to get out there yeah so it, it's it's funny that within a couple of days you could be skiing in florida and then and within 24 hours you're skiing in, in snow right right and <laughs> you know when you snow. go uh, january or february it tends to be very cold you can get better snow but you also can get really cold days yeah. you know and March, the one nice thing is you're almost guaranteed that it's going to be a little milder. Mm-hmm. So the spring skiing is kind of nice because yeah. it's not so cold. Are yeah. you going to bring your sunscreens? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. High altitude, sunshine, got to do it. I know. Boy, that's get, that gets rough up there, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to forget your sunblock on a sunny spring skiing day. Right. That's for sure. Well, at you least you fried. know where to get some. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're talking about skin care and, and that I know that's one of the things that we, we like to address here on the show. And, and sunscreen is a big one. I was I was somewhere uh, just y- yesterday and, and we saw somebody who showed up and she was just brown. Like she'd mm-hmm. just been like that e- edge of being in the sun too much that you're, you're red brown, that yes. you're burnt almost. Yes. And, and, uh, and boy, everybody was wagging their finger at her about the skin. <laughs> like, you should have put on sunscreen, but... Yeah, anyway. it's hard. It's uh, sun is so intense here. You know, if you forget, uh, yeah, you pay the price, don't yeah, you? Definitely, especially us fair skin types. So, <laughs> well, this morning we uh, we may dabble in in, in skin care and, and sunscreen a little more than we just did, but uh, we're really going to talk about the liquid facelift today, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much a foundation of what you do day to, day in day out as far as in office procedures that uh, kind of mimic what's done in surgery, but on a much smaller scale. But, you know, they kind of have some of the same attributes, right? Yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, our field is so fascinating because it really is evolving on a daily basis, uh, and that's that's literal, um, because we, you know, our ha- new technologies are introduced, new techniques, new procedures, and um, there's been a lot of emphasis and research go- that's been put into developing better ways to help us look better with less downtime and, um, you know, office-based procedures, you know, some non-invasive, some minimally invasive, but, uh, you know, the uh, revolving around, uh, you know, less downtime. And, you know, we've become more clever at figuring out ways to look better without having a big surgical procedure. And the Azul liquid facelift is sort of the, you know, defines that sort of new trend and that, you know, that really defines using injectables to make us look better. And to understand how that works, um, you know, you sort of have to understand how the face ages. And we we lose volume from our face with age. Um, 
We recognize that with longitudinal studies where you can look at how a face changes over time. Um, and we lose uh, many of the fat pockets. We have, you know, really hundreds of little fat pockets throughout the face. And uh, those fat pockets, you know, when you're young, you think about a youthful face, you know, first a baby and then a young adult. But generally, when you're thinking, imagining like teenagers and young adults and 20-somethings, you know, generally they have, you know, nice skin because they haven't had all that time to damage their skin <laughs> in the sun. And they tend to have these full plump faces, which are round, right? Uh, and convexed, you know, everything is sort of round. It's like a nice round, almost like a balloon, just nice and full and round. And then as we age, when you think about mid middle age and then older uh, folks, you know, as we go through 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, the picture in your head is more one of hollowness, gauntness, um, sagging of the tissues, dark circles under the eyes, hollow cheeks, hollow temples, um, loss of volume around your eye and orbit area, um, sagging skin on the jawline, neckline. Well, a lot of that comes from, you know, we used to think about with you know, traditional approach to rejuvenation, like facelifting, oh, well, the skin gets loose, so we need to tighten it. Well, that's, that's partly true. That's part of the story. But uh, why does the skin get loose? Well, part of the reason it gets loose is because we're losing all this volume, you know, we're losing the stuffing again, like a balloon that loses air, then it eventually starts to sag. And you know, recognizing that is important because uh, tightening the skin over a very deflated face, although it does make you look better, is uh, you know, misses part of the point of, or part of the uh, rejuvenating aspect, which is restoring volume. So, um, you know, the liquid face, if we use injectables to rejuvenate the face uh, uh, and fillers are a big part of that is important because now we can reverse many of those aging changes, uh, many of the volume, you know, the volume loss that we see kind of in the, the cheeks, the temples, the jawline around the mouth, uh, under the eyes with dark circles. Um, and these can be done right in the office and they can be done, you know, you can do a very thorough job of restoring volume and really make people look tremendously younger and healthier in a natural way. Of course, that becomes aesthetic judgment and the art, the art of the artistry. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing what we can do now just in the office with injectables. Yeah, and that's um, and it's kind of like well, I like to compare it to a painter that has a palette. He's got all these different shades of blue and shades of green and shades of orange, and then he mixes them together or she to get to to make the to paint the canvas. And that's kind of like what you do with everything at your disposal with the different types of fillers and the and the different kinds of of Botox like mm -hmm. uh, things that you can inject as well. Right, right. So when we talk about liquid facelift, uh, you know. In injectables in the office, what, what do we really mean by that? Well, we really, there's sort of two classes of agents. One is Botox, as you just mentioned, and there's now uh, several Botox brands that are approved, uh, botulinum toxin type A uh, that are approved in the United States. And so it's not just one. The original Allergan Botox is still the leader in the field. Uh, but Diceport uh, is uh, a close second now, and that's a really nice product that uh, very you know similar. It's uh, botulinum toxin type A. How does that work? What that does is it actually relaxes muscles and thereby smooths out the creases that the muscles create. So the most common spot on the face is the frown lines between your eyebrows. 
we have muscles there that pull our brows down and in, and they create uh, horizontal creases between our eyebrows that we call frown lines. And those may be concentration lines or frown lines, but a lot of us have a habit of using those muscles when we're reading or concentrating or you know, you just have a habit of doing that throughout the day that creates this frown. And that makes us look uh, angry or, you know, kind of intimidating looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, really, it, in many ways, doesn't serve your best social interest because <laughs> <laughs> it kind of scares people off, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so a small amount of Botox right between the eyebrows there. And, and when I talk about a small amount, tiny little injections, like very, very small amounts, Botox comes as a freeze-dried, uh, comes freeze-dried in a tiny little vial. You add saline to that, and it becomes uh, suspended in the in the saline, and then you can inject small amounts of that uh, into these muscles. And a very small amount will do the trick. It relaxes the muscle. When the muscle relaxes, the skin smooths out, so you can't uh, create that crease. Um, and so that's kind of how that works. Uh, small little injection the muscle sort of gradually relaxes over the course of a few days to a few weeks and when it's you know relaxed the it's not pulling on the skin where it is where it attaches uh it relaxes the skin and then the crease goes away so it's pretty remarkable how effective that can be for a simple problem like a frown line yeah so um the frown lines are, are kind of that. Those are those are the things that you treat most often with Botox. Would I be correct in assuming? Yeah, that, I think or? frown lines probably number one. Probably number two would be crow's feet at the mm-hmm. corners of the eyes. Probably number three would be the horizontal lines in the forehead. So, um, so we're still talking about the upper part of the face mostly. Yeah, and my, that's yes. And we do use Botox. We'll talk about some other areas we use it, but the most common three areas are frown lines, forehead, and crow's feet at the corners of the eyes because right. those are areas where with facial expression, smiling, squinting, frowning, raising our brows. And these are all things we do naturally all day, every day. We Mm -hmm. don't think about it. You can't really train yourself not to do it. It's just part of facial expression. But all that over the course of a number of years will start to create some etching in the skin and some visible lines and creases that, you know, make us look a little bit older. So you're talking about natural movement, but there's also things that we just do for work, whether it's, or, you know, stretching our eyes to put a (laughs) contact in or, you know, the the faces that women make a lot of times when we're putting on our mascara. (laughs) Or rubbing your eyes if you have allergies and you got watery eyes or itchy eyes. You you know, you rub your eyes a lot. Swelling that can occur with the allergies can create more changes to wrinkles around the eyes. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. All of that. And sun exposure. You know, again, golfers who are out there squinting or tennis players squinting in the sun you know, worsens the crow's feet. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Botox can be used in all these areas just to relax the muscle to smooth out the crease. And, and, you know, there's two parts to any of treatments, you know, it's not just what you do, but it's how you do it. And I think Botox, you know, obviously has become very, very popular. Millions of treatments done, you know, every year uh, in this country and worldwide. And it works very effectively. But there's a lot of nuance to Botox, too, in terms of how much to use and where to use it to achieve the results you want. And, you know, that's the fun part of the artistry of this is working with the patient to get the best possible result where you do relax those muscles, smooth out those creases. But in the best scenario, allow them still to have some expressiveness when they lift their brows in surprise. They will get some movement mm-hmm. rather than no movement, you know. And uh, it's been fun over the years to watch, you know, even when you watch TV and 
you know, celebrities on TV or people just sort of in our community, you know, you can pick out people that have been overdone, you know, where there's like no movement, no mm-hmm. expressiveness at all. Everything is just sort of paralyzed. Frozen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you put enough in, then it takes away all the creases, but then you have no movement and that is, you know, looks funny. And I hear that all the time from our patients. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, there's these you know, this woman I saw at a party and she was just completely smooth. Sometimes they think that's like overdone surgery or overdone fillers. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's just overdone Botox. It creates this sort of plastic look because they don't have enough expressiveness. Well, and the good news about that is it doesn't last forever. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So it will wear off a little bit and you will be able to regain some of that expressiveness. And when we come back, I want to, I want to talk about um, how long Botox lasts, you know, some of the expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. common problems that we see yes yeah. also want to um talk about the the march special because we have almost one full week left but let's save that for when we come back as okay well. so good. we everybody's got their mission go get your coffee go to the bathroom <laughs> and we come back you know what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> dr patrick flaherty is the medical director of the azul cosmetic surgery and medical spas with offices in fort myers naples bonita springs cape coral i'm gina birch you can find us at azulbeauty.com you're listening to Look and Feel Your Best, and we'll be right back with more. Aging. It's inevitable, but it doesn't have to be endlessly frustrating. At Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa, patients are offered a wide variety of options for managing the signs of aging. Many of them involve non-surgical modalities like focused ultrasound energy or powerful radio frequency. Ultimately, the goal is to help evoke more love in each patient for their look. So let's talk about how the new Evoke treatment can do just that. Evoke is a new beauty treatment that is perfect for the times in which we're living. It's a truly hands-free, pain-free tissue remodeling technology that requires very little face-to-face time between the provider and the patient. The system deploys controlled radio frequency energy to the face or neck to remodel the subcutaneous layers of tissue in the cheeks, jawline, or under the chin. Each treatment is personalized to the patient to achieve results like firmer, tighter skin, lifted cheeks, and a more sculpted jawline. Each treatment lasts between 20 and 45 minutes and stimulates an ongoing remodeling process that can remarkably transform the shape of the face. Contact Azul today for your free Evoke consultation at 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. I'm Gina Birch. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. Azulbeauty.com is where you can find him. Um, when we left off last segment, I promised that you would let everybody know what the March special is, because even though we're about to wrap up this month, which yeah. seems impossible, we still have a few days to get in on this. Yeah. And this is a really great deal. And I want everybody to, to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. So our March special is if you buy three hydrofacials, which is our cornerstone for skincare, you get $100 off. So buy a series of three, you get $100 off. But you have to do that before the end of March, which is coming up this week. So you've got to do it this week. Um, and all of our estheticians are 
are superb at the hydrofacial. It's it's an amazing treatment. We may talk about it a little later in the show, but it exfoliates, does a deep cleansing of the skin, and then hydrates with HA products and rejuvenates. We can add uh, actives such as growth factors and vitamin C, whatever, um, depending on the skin type, we will you know customize it. Um, so it leaves you looking amazing. That's what I love about it. It get, does this exfoliation and deep cleansing, which makes your skin much healthier, but you leave with this hydrated, beautiful-looking skin. And you, you can pick them out in the clinic so easily because when they come out of the hydrofacial room, they have this beautiful kind of slightly pink, plump skin that looks mm-hmm. so healthy. Um, and that's a, that's a wonderful thing because, you know, a lot of skincare treatments in the past, you'd almost look worse before you'd look better because of the way they would treat the skin. And with this, you look better in the short run and you look better in the long run. So it's, it's a win-win. It's win-win. It's great. It's a great technology. And they're coming out with a, a new platform here soon, too, which is really good. So hydrofacials are a cornerstone of skincare for sure. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Glad to hear that. So we're talking about uh, the liquid facelift, which is uh, something that's done day in, day out here in office at all of the Azul locations. And it's a combination of Botox and fillers, injectables. Right. And we were talking about the first step in that, which is the Botox, which right. gets rid of the fine lines and... Right, yeah. So Botox is what's called a neurotoxin. It sounds a little bit scary, but it really is a protein that'll block the conduction between the nerve and the muscle. And so it'll temporarily relax the muscle. Um, and it is temporary. The the, pro- the protein that is the, the Botox molecule will be broken down and eliminated. And so then the function of the muscle will return to its normal state um, over time. The Botox probably lasts three to four months and then gradually, you know, kind of fades away. But during that time, by relaxing the muscle, it can smooth out the skin that overlies the muscle. Another secondary effect that Botox has that a lot of people are not aware of is that it actually does shrink sebaceous glands too. The actual toxin will cause the sebaceous gland to shrink. So a lot of those little pores will improve. It makes the skin smoother. There's an effect with Botox where the skin looks so smooth, and it's more than just relaxing the muscles. It's also, you know, uh, smoothing the skin by reducing those pore sizes. So that's a wonderful little treatment. And uh, some people actually do treatments where they just do, you know, tiny little amounts just into the skin just to smooth the skin without affecting the muscles, mm. uh, which is interesting. But I think, you know, when we look at Botox and how it works, and it's, you know, obviously a mainstay of cosmetic treatment for, for us now, um, done, you know, kind of all day, every day in all of our offices and works very nicely. Um, the nuance is is important, as we mentioned in the last segment. You know, I my personal preference is to you know the goal is to relax these muscles so that we can soften the creases such as frown lines, horizontal lines, and crow's feet, but not to paralyze that part of the face where you have no movement. Now. There are patients who like that. That's what they prefer. They don't want any movement. Um, my, my preference would be to soften those lines so they look much better, but to allow people to still express themselves so they can still move, move their brows and you know, move their, uh, their face uh, without, you know, which looks natural. And so the, you know, to me, the long-term goal of using Botox is to prevent those lines and creases from getting deeper. You know, sure, relax them, smooth the skin. You look a lot better for a number of months. 
But most importantly, we just don't want them getting deeper, deeper, and getting to be deep etched creases in the skin. And uh, you can do that with a, you know, with a slightly lower dose of Botox just to relax the area and smooth it, but in a natural way. And, you know, that's a big thing for a lot of people. You know, they're leery of cosmetic treatments because they don't want to look unnatural because, you know, anything that can be done can be overdone. And if it's overdone, it looks unnatural. And that's true of Botox as well as, you know, fillers and surgical procedures, etc. So the, 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 the artistry of it all is knowing how to do the treatment in a way that gives you a really nice cosmetic result, but in a very natural way where nobody will know. And and sometimes it's more than just the frozen face. It's like you said, you the anatomy is so intricate up there that if you put a little too much or a little too less on one side to relax one muscle, mm. another muscle might take over and, and then give you some kind of odd yeah. raise of an eyebrow or a weird wrinkle that you didn't have or something that just didn't look like, hey, where'd that come from? Right, yeah. And so a couple of common problems with Botox that we see is one is, if somebody has heavy eyelids or heavy brows or heavy both, you know, uh-huh. the natural compensation is you lift your forehead, you activate your forehead muscles. You don't think about that, but your brain does that because if your lids are heavy, the brain will say, lift the forehead to help me see better. And it happens automatically, subconsciously. But if that, that, so then that patient will have a lot of activity in their forehead and may have a lot of lines in their forehead. If you relax that entire forehead, then you're taking away that whole mechanism mechanism they're using to lift their eyes, and that can make the eyelids even heavier. Um, And for a woman, that can be a big problem because if they're used to kind of raising their eyebrows in the mirror to put on their makeup uh, on the platform of the upper eyelid, they can't do that. Then they have to pull it up with their hands. And so, um, you know, understanding, you know, uh, heaviness of the eyelids, uh, heaviness of the brow, and the role that plays and the frontalis muscle, the muscle that lifts your brow, uh, and how those all work together is really important. So that's probably one of the most common mistakes we see. And people will say, oh, well, I had Botox and my, my eyelids got really heavy or droopy. Well, there's two, two things that could potentially be that. One can be actually Botox getting into the levator muscle, causing the eye to have ptosis, a true drooping of the eyelid. But most, and that, that can happen, but that's rare, especially with good technique. It's, it's very rare. Um, but the more common is that, that somebody has a very heavy eyelids, heavy brow. They're compensating well by lifting their forehead all the time. You put Botox into the forehead to take away those lines. It drops the brow, and then the lid feels very heavy. And to others, it may not look so bad, but to that patient, it feels very uncomfortable because they feel like their eyes are very heavy and droopy. Um, and it, it's a little uncomfortable for a few weeks. So, you know, that's, that's one of the, you know, again, subtleties. You have to look at, you know, the anatomy, not just where all the wrinkles are, but where, what, you know, is there heaviness of the eyelid? Is there extra skin on the eyelid? Is there heaviness of the brow? And, you know, is it going to be, a, you know, if there is a heavy eyelid and a heavy brow, you want to make sure you don't wipe out that compensa- compensatory mechanism of lifting the brow by doing too much Botox in the forehead. So you've got to really kind of go very lightly with that. Another one is when you do do a light treatment in the forehead centrally and preserve the lateral forehead muscles, which is an interesting trick because the way muscle physiology works, if you have a muscle that's 100% effective and you take out like 80% of that muscle with a Botox temporarily, the remaining 20% will increase its activity Uh because it's trying to compensate. Your brain's still trying to use that muscle to do what it does, like lift the brow. So that 20% will be hyperactive, trying to compensate for the 80% that's not working. So in a brow, 
if we relax the central forehead where most of the creases are, the lateral forehead will actually increase activity to try to compensate, and that can be used to our advantage to lift a brow in a female, for example, to give them that nice arched brow. But too much arch can look artificial right. or Spock-like. Mm -hmm. And if you look up the Spock brow in the dictionary, you will see Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy there, <laughs> which I love. Star it's Trek, hilarious, yeah. yeah. But in a male, it can be a big, big problem because obviously males shouldn't have an arched brow at all, so their mm -hmm. brow should be flat. And if it's arched, it looks looks bad and if it's really arched it looks really bad right so but that's an easy fix that one you can just uh, add a little bit more Botox to the lateral brow to relax that muscle to even it out depending on the sh you know height shape and contour that person wants so again it's not a matter of just put an injection in just you know inject where the wrinkles are uh, that's not all it you know you got to understand you know what you're treating and the consequences the good news, if you go somewhere else and have a bad treatment, you can always come back here to Azul and have it done right. But um, it's not going to last forever. Right. But it does have some cumulative effects. We're talking about Botox. Well, uh, yeah. So in a positive... In a sense. Yeah. In a positive way, I think what happens, it's, I don't think it's actually truly activity of Botox that lasts longer but it does tend to break your habits. So let's okay. say you're a frowner and you start injecting those frown lines and you relax that muscle. That muscle will shrink down just like a muscle you put a cast on your arm. You're, when you take that off three months later, that arm is smaller than the other arm because you haven't been using it. So those muscles shrink down. But the other thing that I think happens is if you keep putting Botox in that brow, let's say every four months you put a little, little in there to take away the frown line, you know, you could after a year stop and the creases won't come back right away because the muscle has shrunk down and also because you've broken the habit. You know, your brain's trying to frown. Nothing's happening. Eventually, your brain's like, I'm not going to frown anymore. Yeah. There's no sense in doing <laughs> right. that. And so I think that's what happens because personally, I've been using Botox so about, about my mid-30s, so for, you know, 25 years. And uh, it's... Um, I don't need much anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I only need it maybe, you know, every six months a little bit. Right. Uh, because, you know, all those muscles have been, you know, kept relaxed for many years and it's broken the habit and I just don't frown or express the same way I used to. And so the skin stays smoother. Um, and so, uh, you know, most practitioners won't tell you that because, you know, they want you to believe you have to be there every three months or otherwise right. your creases are going to go crazy. But the reality is you can stretch out that interval, you know, to six months often after you've been doing it a while, sure, the Botox will wear off, but the creases don't come back because the activity doesn't come back the way it used to when you were younger. Before we move on to the second part of the liquid facelift, uh, uh, Botox can be used. We've concentrated on the upper part of the face because that seems to be where it's most used, but there are uh, indications or applications for it uh, around the mouth and, and the chin as well. Right, yeah, there are subtle areas we can use Botox aside from, you know, we talked about frown lines, horizontal lines, crow's feet. Upper lip is really nice, small amounts. Now around the mouth, of course, for speech and eating and smiling and facial expression, we need to have have activity, you know, we need all those muscles to work. So yeah. you can't, <laughs> don't want to drool. <laughs> yeah, you can't knock those out. Uh, but you can do low dose Botox, which relaxes the 
uh, what's called the obicularis oris muscle. It's a sphincter muscle around the mouth, and that pursing activity is what creates those vertical lines in the lip. And so it can relax those vertical lines, which is a nice, subtle treatment, and sometimes with fillers. At the corners of the mouth, there's a muscle called the depressor anguli oris. That muscle pulls the corner of your mouth down, creating the frown lines or marionette lines. And small amounts of Botox right along the jawline there can lift the corner of the mouth. So that's a nice, subtle treatment. You can use it on the chin for dimpling. Our chin muscle, the mentalis muscle, causes some dimpling of the chin over time, and Botox can relax that and smooth the chin. And it can also be used to shrink the masseter muscle, which is the big muscle just above the jawline, you know, halfway back to the ear that can make our face look a little boxy for a woman for a man it's not so much of a problem because they tend to have more of that kind of square jaw but for a woman if that muscle's too big it gives them a very boxy face and it loses some of that feminine uh tapering at the lower face so you can you know shape the face that way which accentuates the cheekbones and reduces that l- lower fullness of uh the jaw area is nice so and even creases on the you know vertical bands and horizontal bands in the neck so there's a variety of areas that it can be used very subtly to improve the shape and contour of the face all right we're going to take a break when we come back we'll talk about the second part of the liquid facelift part which two is the fillers, fillers. Yeah. yeah let's do it All right, Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. Azulbeauty.com, 239-415-7576. That's it. And I'm Gina Birch. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We'll be right back. Give your face the glow it deserves with a special offer from Dr. Flaherty and Azul. This month only, book a hydrofacial, buy three, and get a $100 gift card to spend however you like at Azul. This is one of the most popular med spa treatments, and for good reason. It is ideal for all skin types and maintains your skin's health by cleansing, exfoliating, and infusing it with nutrients. The treatment is customized for your skin needs, and a series of treatments goes a long way to keep you looking your best. Azul offices, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. This morning, we are diving headfirst into the world of liquid facelift. Right, right. In fact, we are. And uh, liquid facelift continues to grow and evolve. And, you know, uh, it's it's a, a real living entity. Uh, because the tools continue to change and the methods continue to change, uh, you know, in a positive way. So what is a Zool liquid facelift? It's really using injectables to rejuvenate the face. So it's an office-based procedure, not a surgical procedure. Um, and that's, you know, the beauty of it is what we can accomplish with injectables in the office is pretty remarkable nowadays. So we did talk about Botox and the, bo- you know, the several Botox products, you know, Botox Diceport and the others, uh, which are uh, used to relax muscles, thereby smoothing out creases on the face, most commonly frown lines between our brow, horizontal lines in the forehead, crow's feet at the corners of the eyes, but also to soften vertical lip lines and lift the corner of the mouth and you know, shrink the masseter muscles in patients who have too much fullness uh, of the masseter, which is that big muscle of mastication that's just above the jawline, kind of halfway between the the uh, chin and the ear there, you can that muscle can get very big in some patients who are grinders, uh, and um, just certain ethnic groups can have thicker 
masseter muscles, and, and that can be shrunk down. For women, women, that can be important just to improve the shape of the face. And then even lines on the neck, you know, banding and horizontal lines and vertical lines in the neck can be softened with Botox. So it's a really, you know, elegant agent. And we really had Botox really before we had the modern fillers, so we got pretty good at all these various areas with Botox. But fillers have been the game changer because so much of facial aging is volume loss. We lose fat from the face with age and the bones resorb and even the muscles shrink. And so we gradually deflate. And as we become more hollow in the face, we get uh, these aging changes we're all kind of uh, uh, familiar with, such as dark circles under the eyes or hollowness of the cheeks or hollowness of the temples or lines and creases around the mouth or sagging of the jawline or neckline you know, from deflation. And so fillers allow us to restore some of that volume that we've lost and, and reshape the face uh, in a non-surgical way, just using injectables, which is really pretty remarkable. Yeah, that is. And and these injectables are, um, all they come in all, all shapes and sizes or a variety of shapes right, and sizes right. because not all wrinkles are the same. Some right. are finer, some are deeper, some are broader. And then when you talk about filling in the cheeks, I mean, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Yeah. When we talk about volumizing, there's sort of three categories when we talk about volumizing or, you know, restoring lost volume. One is a surgical procedure. That's fat augmentation. That's something I do in the OR a lot, especially with facelifts. If you're going to be in the OR and you're doing something else, adding fat to uh, restore volume is great. And fat is sort of the perfect filler. We take it from your abdomen or flanks or wherever you have extra. We spin it down in a centrifuge, and we use those living fat cells to restore the volume. So it's a natural product. It's your own living product. It will last many, many years. And it's a great uh, method for foundation. If you're lots of hollowness and we're trying to restore all this volume at once, then that's the best way to do it. The more common way uh, is doing injectables in the office. These would be fillers or biostimulators. So a biostimulator would be a product like Sculptra. Sculptra is an agent that we inject that stimulates your body to make collagen, and that collagen will grow slowly. And so you do a series of injections once a month for three months, and you get this gradual buildup of the collagen, and that fills in some of these spaces where you're losing it. And collagen has its own positive attributes. It can tighten up the skin, um, and it's, it's fairly firm and lifting, which is nice. And then there's fillers, which are probably the, the most common. And fillers primarily are hyaluronic acid products now. And the reason hyaluronic acid is a natural protein that's in our skin and it's in our joints. And what that protein does is it attracts and retains water. The abbreviation is HA. And so you, you'll see HA, it's a buzzword now for skincare products. People use HAs on the skin to plump the skin. Um, it And the reason it's so great is that it's uh, it's natural. It's already in our system, so it's not foreign to the body. So there's really no risk of an allergic reaction. Um, and the HAs now are made, uh, they make them the, uh, the molecular weights and the physical properties are changed by cutting them into different size molecules um, and creating different densities. And we can use those kind of physical differences in different areas of the face. So for example, on and the cheeks, we want kind of a agent that's gonna be a little thicker and give us a little bit more volume and be a little bit more shaping and lifting. Um, but in an area like under the eye, you want something a little bit thinner because it's a very thin skinned area. We don't want it to swell a lot. So we want something that's not gonna cause a lot of swelling. Um, 
and not be too thick where it would be too visible. Um, and so these different physical properties have been kind of teased out so that we can use these in different parts of the face uh, to affect the change we want. About how many different types of fillers would you say that you use in the office on a regular basis? I know you have access to a lot, but yeah. do you? Yeah, probably 20. I mean, wow, you know, yeah, that and many. that's crazy. Like yeah. in the beginning, it was just wrestling. All we had was wrestling, <laughs> one filler. And it worked well. You know, you can, I still use a lot of wrestling, and we can use it anywhere on the face, and it's a, a really good, versatile filler. But, you know, even the Restlin family has a number of different products, Restlin Lift and some different ones. They, you know, each of these companies realize this is such a huge growth area. They're trying to develop different HA products to serve a different need on the face. And so, you know, between the top companies, there's probably 20 different fillers that we use sort of on a daily basis and new ones coming out all the time. Um, you know, so for example, with lips, I mean, and again, it becomes a personal preference. You know, some people will inject what's going to last the longest. Yeah, that's important. People want, want it mm-hmm, to last sure. a long time. But natural is also important, too. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily want to inject a real thick, kind of firm, rigid filler into the lips, which are not naturally a firm area. You know, it's more of a softer lip. So they make fillers that are more natural in the lips um, and fillers that are a little bit more stiff that might be better for lifting the cheeks or filling in the jawline. Um, And so, you know, the palate, as you mentioned earlier, continues to expand. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's the fun part of the job is that we get to try all these new tools and see which works best in which area of the face and how we can blend these together to get the best possible results. Right. No, Mm -hmm. it's it's really, it's just fascinating to me that you have all of these things. And I think it should make people listening who haven't really uh, tried fillers to realize that, wow, there's a lot out there. And so, so don't, don't be afraid to come in and try something. And, and also something that helps, I think with people who haven't done it before, um, is the fact that because this is hyaluronic acid, you do have something to counter balance it if 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 they don't like it or just one of those weird things that they have too much which is very rare but it's a nice uh, you know it's comforting to know and so what what uh, gene is mentioning is there is an enzyme called hyaluronidase and hyaluronidase dissolves hyaluronic acid so um, if for any reason somebody didn't like the filler in a particular area or let's you know say it caused some swelling you can dissolve that filler with a small injection of hyaluronidase and it's very easy to do that just in the office very quickly. So it's reversible, which is comforting to know that, you know, uh, what I'm doing is is actually reversible. Um, and so the fillers, you know, when we look at a face, um, you know, we really started using these fillers like Restlin when it first came out. We were using it for lines and creases around the mouth, you know, the what we call the nasolabial folds, labial mandibular lines, some of the creases in the upper and lower lip and around the corners of the mouth and, you know, adding some volume back to the lips. And it, wor- it worked great for that. Um, but now, you know, we, we realized, okay, so that's good. Now what else? Well, how about dark circles under the eye? Yeah. So we developed a special protocol for treating dark circles under the eye. That's a very, that's probably the most challenging area in the sense that it's very thin skinned. Um, it swells very easily because that skin is not very strongly inherent to the deeper structures. You know, when people have like an injury, you see their eye gets puffed out. That's because that skin is um, thin and it's loose and it can expand very easily. People who get punched in the eye and have that big swollen black and blue eye. Um, that doesn't occur as much on other parts of the face because the skin is much thicker and much tighter. And so same thing with filler. If you put filler under the eye, you know, sometimes you can get swelling, which can create that 
balloon effect, which kind of is overfilled, and that's where the hyaluronidase can come in. Um, so we use a cannula technique. It's a very delicate technique where we thread the filler in through a blunt-tipped instrument called the cannula. It's very atraumatic. You can feather it in a little bit at a time and kind of start slowly and build it up. We do a lot of lower eyelid filler because it's very technically demanding and using magnification and doing it with this specialized technique um, reduces the trauma and improves the success rate. And we, you know, we do those all day, every day. Uh, it's a very effective treatment for dark circles and hollowness under the eyes. Uh, but then we started seeing, okay, well, what about the cheeks? You know, what if we take some of this filler and we add it to the cheek to lift the cheek? And that's a wonderful treatment that makes us look healthier and younger in a very natural way. And so then you realize, wow, you know, as we're aging, we're losing volume pretty much everywhere. And you could literally do 20, 30 cc's of filler and, you know, just sculpt the face and create this incredible volume. And some people do that. Uh, it's just, uh, it becomes kind of, um, you know, financially impractical, you know, to put that much in for, for many people um, because the fillers are expensive um, and they are temporary. You know, they're going to fade over the course of anywhere from six months to two years, depending on which filler you use and where you use it. And it's more where you use it than which filler you use. You know, some people say, well, I want the longest lasting filler, but you really want to use the filler that's best for that area. So for like a cheek area or the inner part of the lower eyelid, that's a fairly low movement area and fillers sometimes can last many years years there, which is wonderful. But corners of the mouth with speech and movement, uh, you know, it's going to break down over six months and start to disappear. And so you can't get that kind of longevity in a super high movement area like the corner of the mouth. And so there you have to just realize that you're going to have to come back and get it, some filler put in about every six months or, you know, once a year in that range between six months and a year. All right. I've got a few more questions about fillers and different areas of the face, but I'm going to reserve those because right now, uh, tell everybody about the March special. We've only got a few more days left, so right. we've got to get these in. Running out of time here on our March special. This is the last week. And uh, in March, our special is if you buy three hydrofacials, you get $100 off. So, um, and everybody loves hydrofacials and, you know, wants to rebook and come back. So, you know, buying three now and using them once a month for three months or once a quarter for three quarters, depending on how you want to do it, is a fabulous way to keep your skin looking its best. Hydrofacials are really amazing. It's the cornerstone of skincare for us because it exfoliates does a deep cleansing, hydrates the skin, and we can customize the rejuvenating arm of that. And we use hyaluronic acid to plump the skin through the skin in a hydrofacial at the end. But we can also add actives like uh, peptides, growth factors, and uh, vitamin C antioxidants. So it can be customized to your skin type. So it's a wonderful, wonderful treatment. Um, and if you haven't done it, give us a call. Come on, come on in. You can buy it over the phone, but it has to be bought uh, for the special by the end of March, so this week. All right, that number is 239-415-7576. The website is azulbeauty.com. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We'll be right back with more on fillers. Aging. It's inevitable, but it doesn't have to be endlessly frustrating. At Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa, patients are offered a wide variety of options for managing the signs of aging. 
Many of them involve non-surgical modalities like focused ultrasound energy or powerful radio frequency. Ultimately, the goal is to help evoke more love in each patient for their look. So let's talk about how the new Evoke treatment can do just that. Evoke is a new beauty treatment that is perfect for the times in which we're living. It's a truly hands-free, pain-free tissue remodeling technology that requires very little face-to-face time between the provider and the patient. The system deploys controlled radio frequency energy to the face or neck to remodel the subcutaneous layers of tissue in the cheeks, jawline, or under the chin. Each treatment is personalized to the patient to achieve results like firmer, tighter skin, lifted cheeks, and a more sculpted jawline. Each treatment lasts between 20 and 45 minutes and stimulates an ongoing remodeling process that can remarkably transform the shape of the face. Contact Azul today for your free Evoke consultation at 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch. This morning we've been delving into the liquid facelift, all the nitty-gritty details Mm -hmm. about what it is and and how you use injectables to uh, achieve... Um, I, I hate to compare it to surgery, but it's kind of like an in-office version, a lesser invasive version of, of yeah, a I mean, full-on facelift. It, it's the most popular rejuvenation technique we use now. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I'm a surgeon. I spend, you know, three days a week in the OR doing facelifts and brow lifts and eyelids and fat augmentation and laser resurfacing and the things we do that are remarkable and wonderful. And we do talk a lot about those on the show because those continue to improve in technology. They're safer, more effective of quicker healing and you know just really work well uh but um the liquid facelifts is really changing the game in a lot of ways because this you know allows uh, patients from you know the 20s until the 90s to come in and get uh, significant rejuvenation with no downtime and uh that's remarkable and uh, and customized you know picking and choosing kind of the thing you might have a 25 year old who starts to get a frown line between the brows and a little bit of botox you know every six months will keep that frown line away and you might have somebody in their 80s or 90s who's got you know a lot of volume loss and comes in and has some filler to the cheek to give them a little more lift through the cheek uh, which will actually fill and lift the cheek and make you look healthier and younger and they just want to look good for their grandson's uh, (laughs) wedding, (laughs) you know, and that's fine too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's um, so adaptable to the needs of the patient. It's a really wonderful treatment. And we did talk about Botox and how that works. It basically relaxes muscle and takes away lines and creases. And we've been talking more about the fillers, which are very complementary because that you know, replaces some of the volume. So there's a concept of dynamic lines. Those are lines that are formed on your face by movement, such as, you know, you purse your lips, you get vertical lines on the upper lip, or you smile big, you'll get crow's feet or frown, you get the frown lines. And Botox is great for dynamic lines because it can relax those muscles and thereby soften out those creases. Um, But then there's also static lines. Those are lines that, you know, uh, after a number of years don't go away. You know, they might be formed by muscle activity, but then they get so deep that they're there permanently. And static lines often require fillers to get rid of them. And even between the eyebrows, those frown lines, once they get deep enough, 
Botox will soften them, but if you add a little bit of filler, then you can eliminate them, and the filler fills in the crease, which can efface that. So fillers are very complementary with Botox in addressing some of those lines. Right, and then besides the lines, the other thing that's uh, really changed the game uh, as far as facial rejuvenation is, and fillers is is that volume loss, filling in the cheeks, the lips, the temples, these places that make us look hollow and and tired. And boy, you get some of this, these fillers in there and voila, it just really lightens you up and lifts, lifts everything. And, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. One of the uh, most popular areas is the uh, cheeks. Uh, you know, when we're looking people face to face, you know, if they have dark circles under their eyes or a flat cheek or a hollow sh- cheek, that makes you look tired or older. And adding a little volume there will lift and fill the cheek and give you a little more of a heart-shaped face and make you look younger and healthier. And so it's a wonderful treatment. And, uh, you know, everything, as we said earlier in the show, anything that can be done can be overdone. And, uh, you know, some people have the cheeks done and they like it. They come back and do the cheeks again the following year. Mm-hmm. But the the more you do it, the more it'll build up and last longer. And so you really have to look at the face anew each time, you know, a patient comes in and say, okay, where are they at now? Where Where is the need, uh, you know, with regard to Botox and filler? And adjust the treatment pattern accordingly because, um, you can see some overdone cheeks now in our community mm-hmm. when you're out and about. People that have cheeks that just don't look natural, they're right. just too big, right? And if it's, you know, a really full cheek and a really hollow temple, that looks strange. It doesn't really make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, at some point you might need to pivot and say, okay, let's let's address this hollow temple so we can take away that gauntness in the temple and have that temple fill in and be more flat or, you know, a little bit con- convexed, a little more rounded, and that blend in with the cheeks so that it looks good or the jawline you know when you look at beautiful faces there's a nice highlight of the cheekbone there's a nice highlight of the jawline and the temple generally is not hollow it doesn't look gaunt it could be flat it may be a little hollow or a little full but it won't look real hollow so again looking at the the contours of the whole face is important and adjusting your treatment accordingly to get that result and you know just as with surgery the most common concern is always oh you know i don't want to look unnatural and the assumption people make is that anybody they see kind of out you know out out to dinner or you know out at the club or wherever they may be socially and some event they see patients uh, they see people who have let's say cheeks that are too big or lips that are too big uh, or faces that are frozen from botox and they think okay that looks really overdone that looks very unnatural clearly that person's had work done i don't want to look like that and uh you know those things are completely avoidable with good technique and taking a more conservative approach doing a little bit at a time um and so we we spend a lot of time you know kind of uh um destroying the myth that you know it's not it's not a it's not an all or none phenomenon here it's a very um, artistic uh, undertaking where you're going to use these agents in a very subtle way to enhance the way people look and not just blast them with it, you know. <laughs> um, and lips are a perfect example. You know, lip augmentation is just a wonderful, wonderful treatment because your lips are one of the really beautiful parts of the face. It's a very sensuous feature, right? And when we're young, we all have these sort of plump, uh, youthful lips. 
you know, all of us are different in terms of the size, shape, and the natural contours. However, the lips do shrink with age as well. And so you lose volume and the lip can become deflated and kind of wrinkled. And so, you know, usually when we start talking about lip augmentation, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want that because, you know, I've seen people and I don't want to look like, <laughs> like you know, a duck per- or, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I said, I think that's one area where you do see, you know, lips that are overdone. And, you know, some of the younger population, they don't seem to care. They don't, they, what they, know, want. They, they want yeah. a full lip and they don't care if it looks unnatural, you <laughs> right. know, because maybe it looks like they, you know, the person on TikTok or, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. that they admire or whatever. Uh, but um, lips, you know, we do a lot of what we call mini lip lifts where you just do a small amount of volume just to restore some of that lost volume in a very subtle way. Nobody will ever know you've had anything done to the lips, uh, but it just restores some of that volume and everybody loves that. And a hundred percent, they'll come back and go, yeah, that's really nice. I, I want to have a little bit more done. And so you can build it up very gradually and just sort of restore the natural shape and volume to the lip, not make it big or overdone. Um, you can do it in a very natural way. And then it just enhances the prettiness of the lips and the mouth, you know, because that's the pretty feature of the mouth are the lips and teeth, of course, but um, the lips, you know, are the external, what you see. And when they have nice shape and nice volume, it's a very attractive feature of the face. And that can be really, you know, we spend all this time treating lines and creases around the mouth. We're trying to erase the negative. (laughs) You know, you need to enhance the positive too by filling in the lips. And so that's, uh, you know, progressively becoming more popular because it works so well to make the mouth look look better. I like that theory. Enhance the positive. Right. So um, let's let's go a little bit below the lips. And then we sometimes people get those the pointy chins. You know, the volume gets lost around the chin and the jawline as well. Right. Yeah, we do. So yeah, you know, in the chin area, we do lose some of the some of the bone from our um, uh, mandibular, you know, bone and the mandible, it shrinks. So our chin become and the soft tissue pads of the chin shrink too. So you start to lose some of the strength of your chin. And so um, same type of fillers we use for structural shaping of the face. For the mid face, we often use in the chin too to give us a, a little more fullness of projection, which gives an, and the jawline, strengthening that jawline. That'll actually tighten up some of the tissues that get loose on the jawline, can tighten up the loose skin under, under the chin by giving you more projection, take away some of that loose skin right underneath the chin that happens with aging and uh, gives us a better profile. So, um, and it's a simple treatment, you know, it's not putting a chin implant in, but you get a very similar type result, just doing an injection in the office with no downtime. So it's a, that's a wonderful treatment to kind of strengthen. And that's, you know, these evolving concepts, you know, fill, add some volume back to the cheeks, uh, restore the jawline and chin, maybe uh, restore some of the lost volume in the temple, um, fill in dark circles under the eye, address some of the lines and creases around the mouth, uh, restore some of that volume in the lips. And, you know, there you have it, the liquid facelift, right? There you right? go. I love it. I love it. And you mentioned real quickly before we uh, sign off here, you mentioned that when you um, added to the chin, sometimes it helps with the with the other lines. And I think that's another great thing about um, about fillers is you're, you're using it to treat one area, but it really has kind of like that spider web effect or that pebble in the pond effect. It really does spiral out to the other areas of the face. It does. For example, filling the cheeks. A lot of people come in 
and complain of the nasolabial fold, that fold between the corner of the nose and the corner of the mouth, because that gets heavier with age because of the volume loss. Mm -hmm. As we lose fat, the cheek sags, and that nasolabial fold and the fat pad there tends not to shrink as fast as the other cheek pads, so that gets heavier over time. And when you add volume back to the cheek, if you put filler into the upper cheek to lift it, um, it will reduce that fold by lifting the cheek. It restores that youthful volume. It lifts the cheek, and that softens that fold. So it's an indirect way of improving that fold. You can inject directly into it, but if somebody's really flat and hollow, you're still going to have all that loose skin hanging, and it's only going to be partially effective. So it's better to start you know, by restoring the cheek volume first, and then you can soften the fold with a little direct filling if it's needed. You can find out more about the liquid facelift, even see some before and after pictures if you go to azulebeauty.com. And while you're on there, check out the March specials, but we're going to go ahead and let you know so you don't have to log on right now. <laughs> yeah, so for March, uh, we have a great special on hydrofacials. Uh, if you buy three, you get $100 off. Um, hydrofacial is our cornerstone skincare treatment. It does an exfoliation, a deep cleaning, a hydration, and then a rejuvenating uh, step, which can be based on your skin type. That could be a, a growth factor or a peptide or could be uh, antioxidants. Uh, or in patients who are acne prone, it could be something like salicylic acid to help further decongest some of those clogged pores. And so it's a beautiful treatment because it's very customized, but you leave looking great, which I love about it. This You could do this the night before a wedding on the wedding party, and they look fantastic because the skin is very plump and hydrated from the hydration phase, which is hyaluronic acid. Um, so it's the beauty of that is it's a great... Uh, rejuvenating treatment that uh, makes you look great in the short run, like immediately and in the long run, because you are getting some significant uh, rejuvenation of the skin with the deep cleaning and exfoliation. All right. So take advantage of that. Only a few more days to to get in on that. Uh, again, you can find that on the website or call for an appointment, 239-415-7576. Dr. Flaherty, great to see you again. Good to see you, Gina. And uh, we'll see you again next week for yeah. Look and Feel Your Best. Yeah, absolutely. All Enjoy right. your weekend. I will. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, again, is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. His offices are in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. Oh, and Cape Coral. Can't forget Cape Coral. Mm -hmm. I'm Gina Birch. We will see you next week with another edition of Look and Feel Your Best. <laughs>